0: This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org for more shows like this one. The darkness awaits.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a... Watchmen filled episode of
0: Zing. This
1: you got me, Zinger,
0: and I'm Ellie,
1: and we're joined by eh, three other people, two and a half. Yeah,
2: two and a half other people two who five. also
1: <laughs> watch the Watchmen. Introduce
3: yourselves, gentlemen. Hey, everybody. This is Davis, and I'm Mike, and we are the host of Jacks of Trades. It's our uh, comic book oriented podcast where we rate, read, rate, and review comic books. And, uh, well, we let you know our opinions about them.
2: Yeah, we, uh, just one day, uh, Davis and I are comic book fans and we were talking at work because I don't see enough of him already. I had to mm-hmm. work with him and have a podcast with him. Um, <laughs> we were just talking, uh, in depth about some books we had read. And I was trying to find a podcast that would do like book club style reviews of podcasts, or, of comic books. And I couldn't find one. So I asked him, Hey, you want to make a podcast? Mm-hmm. and Thankfully, we know Greg Tilton of In-Depth Media mm-hmm. and Rumor Flies fame, and he is more than willing to give up all of his time and energy and equipment to facilitate other people making podcasts.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's actually uh, himself gotten into comic books a little bit because of this endeavor. I
2: have spent way too much money on comiXology sales. You guys are awful. Comicsology yeah. sales are wonderful. They're amazing. So much Thor. <laughs>
1: Stuff for another day, though. I would love to talk about Thor, but today we are... Wait a second. You as the listener, what are you doing listening to the Zingus episode first? You need to go check out the Jack of Trades episode where we discuss the Watchmen comic first because otherwise all of our jokes and references are going to make no sense to you. So make sure to go check out their feed to get the first part of this two-part episode, technically. Yeah. So with that, let's find out who... Watches the Watchmen. Yes, we are discussing the Watchmen movie on this side of the ep- of the two-parter episode. A little bit of clarification real quick for some people. This movie has several different versions of it. So I just wanted to establish a few things real quick. Because we all actually watched the ultimate cut of the movie. So there is a theatrical cut and a director's cut. The theatrical cut is around... 162 minutes. The director's cut adds uh, about another 20 minutes or so. It is 186 minutes. Uh, They added additional scenes to kind of flesh out more of the character stuff. There's a lot more, I think, Rorschach and um, Night Owl stuff, and they kind of extended a few scenes here and there for the director's cut. The ultimate cut, however, is... 215 minutes. Yes. So if you do the math on that, that's like three and a
3: half hours. And it was a three and a half hours well spent watching this this graphic novel turn to life. Yes.
1: Um. Do you guys want to explain what the ultimate cut has that the director's cut did not?
2: In it, it has the Tales of the Black Freighter, which if you've read... The comic book, you know that a uh, our, our young character named Bernard is reading a comic book inside of another comic book because Inception. And um, it lends a lot to the story. And in this version, they've cut that into. And it's an um, illustrated version voiced by Gerard Butler, which was For wonderful. some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Apparently, actually, I got a fun fact for that. Zack Snyder wanted him to be in the movie originally. Okay,
2: mm-hmm. that makes sense. But
1: they could not... They 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 had basically already cast everyone, so this was sort of a sly way of him getting in the movie technically.
2: Ah, huh.
3: well,
1: all right. So with that on Zingness, um, if you are coming to us from the from the Jack of Trades um, side of things on Zingness, when we do our movie discussions, uh, we do our top three moments from the movie. So. With that being said, we're actually going to let our guests go first. And you can list all three at once, by the way. We're not going to go around and do one, 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 two, two, two. It just makes it easier if you guys just...
2: That makes sense, yeah.
1: ...do all three at once. That works. So, you are the guest. Be our guest.
2: Okay. I'm going to go first. Uh, my top three. Number one is the opening montage. Um, we I want to get into it a little bit more later, but what that opening <laughs> montage does for the movie that encapsulates a huge amount of comic that it can't rightfully address without being obscenely long. Um, the music is incredible. It's a great way to portray that information. Number two for me is Hollis Mason's death, which I feel was a little more, um, satisfying in the movie than in the book. And number three, is when the camera zooms out from underneath Doctor Manhattan's butt while he's on Mars building his little <laughs> watch palace thing. Um, it's very egregious. It's not an accident, and you know it's not an accident. <laughs>
3: yeah. um, uh, let's see, uh, a solid list. I like it. Let's see, uh, top three. I actually have uh, Hollis's death as my number one. Nice, because it really Ooh. is a great. Um, uh, like he, he's just punching these bad guys the the muggers that are trying to attack them and it does that flashback to whenever he's like you know just punching comic looking gangsters in the 1940s whenever they were doing you know all, all the the watchmen thing or the minutemen it, things it
2: lets him go out on his shield yeah you know yes. whereas the comic doesn't really feel that way in the movie you get a sense of he's reliving his glory days and he finally gets to go out yeah. being the hero he always wanted to be right right
1: i i agree with you 100 percent. i know that was something we might discuss later but you know I, I agree with you that 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 his death in the comic is a very it falls flat almost mm-hmm. and in this it's it's a very while it's a sad moment to see a character die it is a very like it's the best death he could have he he's he's dying as you said on his on his shield basically yeah. um uh, number two is the uh the flamethrower
3: scene is what I'm calling it. The um, the, the
2: flamethrower climax.
3: Yeah, the flamethrower climax scene. Oh, uh, <laughs> that one. Uh, that was just, ripped
2: directly from the book.
3: It, it, it is. It's directly from the book. But I do love the uh, they 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 actually had a cut to a bunch of people looking up in the sky, going, oh, what what's that weird glowy thing up there happening? That's strange." <laughs> um, uh, that was number two. Uh, number three is the fact at the uh, the first scene whenever. Uh, Dr. Manhattan is uh, about to teleport this piece of machinery to uh, Adrian Veidt's area. Uh, There's four of him there, and they're all naked. So there's just four Blue Johnsons there, which is not even in the book, but they chose to have that be a scene in the movie.
1: I will discuss some more on the... um (laughs) the blue member Good. later because Good. I have jokes the blue and stuff member. <laughs> I, I'm gonna try to use a different term for it each time
0: okay I like it about it
1: yes so um Ellie do you want to go first or on our end or
0: sure um, I I think one of my favorite parts uh, I didn't number mine they're just three moments that I really liked fair um, enough But um, mine, one of them was when Dr. Manhattan was created. I just think that's really cool. Um, I I actually like it in the book, too. Mm -hmm. Just both media forms. I liked the movie and the book. Uh, It was just really interesting just to see, you know, I I like the leading up and and (laughs) how his his woman runs off because she just can't see it. She can't watch um and just just the whole scene and then you know when he comes back and i, I just i like that whole part so i liked that part of it um doctor manhattan again uh when he goes to mars and just that beautiful shiny gold whatever it is that he builds that Glass looks like a clock, clock. thing yes yeah. um so, that definitely was just really cool visually to see. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that whole aspect. Um, and then I think the one of the third moments would be the prison break. That whole scene was just oh, so cool yeah. and yeah. crazy. Um, and you definitely, it's it's funny how they go to save him, but he didn't need any save. <laughs> nope, <laughs> he was good. <laughs> yeah, he, he was good. Rorschach doesn't um, need much just, help. Like
1: really <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So that would probably be my third favorite.
1: Alright, so mine. And on Zingus we normally have some overlap with with uh most liked moments. These seem to be pretty different for the most awesome. part. But with that, um I'm gonna start off with the beginning, the opening credits, the the I one hundred percent agree that yes, that is an amazing scene. It um it's the music, the way it's showing the kind of differences from our world to theirs by showing stuff that we know iconic moments like the the, the the sailor kissing the girl being changed up. Like, it was really cool to try to get, you know, here's familiarizing you with the world that you are about to inhabit mm-hmm. for the rest of this movie. So I really liked the way they did all that. The, um, and also kind of confirming that um, the comedian was the one that pulled the trigger at Dealey Plaza. Uh, for Kennedy because that was hinted at in the comics but
2: confirmed
1: I don't think they the... but they they never confirmed yeah. it so that, that that was interesting um my next moment and I'm cheating because I'm just taking all the moments <laughs> Archie the the his uh, owl Owl ship uh, night yeah the, the the night owl ship I, I, I they it, it, it went from panel to to screen perfectly mm-hmm. I, I loved it It was such a cool little ship I felt it was It's own little character In a sense too Just to an extent Stop shaking your head Yeah like I, I, I enjoyed it I enjoyed it It was really cool Yeah like Like and In Clash of the Titans <laughs> Exactly um, And This is Another one Just Doctor Manhattan in this movie was great. Yeah, I, I just loved, and, and I just loved the way they kind of did his complete indifference from the comic to the movie. They played it off perfectly. Just, just the the look of, hit on his face and stuff like that, to where it it portrayed perfectly, the the characterization of it. But I cheated, and I also included an honorable mention, Ellie, because oh I would be God. remiss. <laughs> I would be remiss if I did not mention the fact that there is a tribute to the to the Gimlin Bigfoot film when they show Rorschach on the file footage on the news walking it is a frame per frame recreation of the Gimlin film no wait I thought I thought it was
2: called the Patterson film
1: pa- Patterson Gimlin Patterson Gimlin film thank you Patterson Gimlin film
2: every time I try yeah, to talk about it I accidentally call it the Zapruder film and I know that's wrong but I keep saying it
1: I I I kept on in my head going, I'm gonna say this a Pruder film because of me talking about <laughs> Kennedy earlier. So but yes, it is almost frame for frame, like he turns exactly when Bigfoot does on that. So it as Grainy. a person who loves cryptozoology, I thoroughly enjoyed that.
0: <laughs> well, I'm gonna say I'm not surprised anytime you have a chance to try to work in cryptids in our podcast. <laughs> you, you always do it. And um, fine, I will come back with your honorable mention, and I'll have an honorable mention of my own. And I just love seeing live motion instead of in the comic, Rorschach's mask.
2: Oh, that constantly changes. It works really well in the movie.
0: Yes. So Um, that would be mine.
1: As I pointed out on the part one of this technically i did watch the motion comic the motion comic it actually is constantly changing they in the motion comic oh, that's too. awesome so so it, it carries over and also if you're reading the comic most of the time if you flip through from panel to panel it changes slightly but they did a great job in the movie because i really liked how when he got like emotional it would suddenly like violently switch to a different mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. Yeah, so i, I really like cool that watch. it he had facial expressions but they were through the ink blots yeah so yeah I, th- I think top three moments great stuff um we definitely have a lot to discuss in this i'm gonna rip off this band-aid real quick mm-hmm. right off the top the biggest thing because this 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 episode is probably just gonna be a what's the difference or what did we like they changed and didn't have mm-hmm. so the biggest change is the ending right yeah do you prefer the comic ending do you prefer the movie ending let's see how the rest of this goes and please keep your yelling to a minimum everybody <laughs> oh wow so <laughs> So, so
3: I, 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 I really thought that the idea of you know, the, all, all these little explosions happening across the world, kind of helping everybody come together, I thought that was a better way than just, "Oh, an alien dropped in New York." Well, you know, if a weird alien thing dropped in New York, wouldn't that be a really great opportune time for the Russians to attack New York and America? Mm-hmm. So I, I I thought that, but I I did I did like the fact that there is little things happening all across all across the world, but the changing it so that placed it solely on Doctor Manhattan, that I kind of didn't like. Oh, I
2: like that more in some ways.
1: Uh
3: I don't know. I I I I just like the idea of a you know, oh, baddie A, baddie B. Oh no, we're gonna fight, 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 fight third challenger approaches. Wait, what? Okay, now let's let's focus on this thing right now. Let's put all of our petty stuff aside. Let's focus on this right now. I thought the alien was a good thing, and if I had little pods drop across the world, would have been a perfect ending for me.
2: Yeah. Um, I thought the movie ending was way more realistic and easy for a modern movie audience to swallow.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I mean, the the comic ending is just, I don't know, maybe I'm just latching on to how comic booky it was. But the idea of this giant alien monster coming to Earth is so much more entertaining to me than the idea of, oh, well, this blue guy who can do almost anything. Yeah, of course he did it because we don't understand what's different and strange. Plus, it changes the implications of Dr. Manhattan leaving Earth. Mm-hmm. In the in the comic, he leaves Earth because he wants to. There's nothing there for him. He's going to go off and do other things. In this, if he returns to Earth, it changes how Earth reacts after this little stunt by uh, Ozymandias. So he can't return because it's going to change this piece that has been created through it. hmm
1: Good points. Ellie?
0: Um... I would say that I kind of agree. Um,
1: with who? Oh. With what?
0: <laughs> with, with the last one mentioned. Okay. Um, in the fact that I I think they almost, at the time that it was made, had to have it come out that way, the way they made it, um, just because it was easier to swallow. Yes. Marketing-wise, you know, that's going to be an easier sell. Mm-hmm. Um they're probably like, yeah, you can do this movie, but uh, Get it? let's. I
1: actually have a vague explanation for some of that too. Okay. Huh.
0: um, please say that in a moment. I um, will. But basically, me too. I would have loved to have seen that on the big screen. Yeah. The the big monster that would have been really great. Um, I can see why they went the other way. Um, but but yeah, I, I definitely agree that it's. It would have been more fun if it was the other way, but I can see why they went that way, though. All right. Yeah. Oh, oh, and I forgot to mention, of course, and don't worry, though, because they did go that way because, you know, we had the Avengers movie, so. What? (laughs) The monsters coming out of the Oh, right. Uh, I'm just saying it's been done, Mm -hmm. so there you go.
1: Sorry, I was like, wait. There was a teleporting, telekinetic monster in in the not uh, the exact
0: monster. I'm just saying, alien monsters coming into um,
1: through a portal. Yes, in the
0: world.
3: Fair enough. I was about to ask, like, when did Tony Stark make a weird tentacle monster and drop that on New York (laughs) in order to make sure that Hulk doesn't? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway,
1: surprise, Avenger. The next Avengers movie is called Avengers Watchmen. That's why they're not revealing it.
0: it's a secret. Yes.
1: Um, okay, for me, I, I feel like I have to, to have to keep saying, just just hold on, let me fully explain so that people don't get mad. Oh. Uh-oh. I like the ending of the comic, but I feel it can only work in the comic. Yes, it would have been cool to see the monster in the end, but it only works in the comic. Mm-hmm. Having Manhattan be the kind of the Ixofacto villain in the end, and having the world kind of come together, because it's kind of emphasized by Nixon during one of the speeches he's giving, is that, oh, well, we have to keep this this world at peace and not have us at war because we know Manhattan could come back and, you know, destroy us if we don't keep this peace. So it's kind of implied that they're the world's scared of Manhattan coming back, so that's why the peace can last. Um, and yes, I do feel like the multiple explosions going off around the world would bring the world together better than just new york getting attacked sort of thing mm-hmm. in the sense of this movie as for why they didn't do it this is me really racking back my memory because it's been probably um and by the way this this movie's 10 years old i think now i think it came out in 2008 oh don't oh, tell me that that's oh. uh great greg check that um it's
0: seven but
1: we'll find out in a minute yeah. um but I remember watching the commentary for it. Oh, oh wow. Almost.
0: Not yet. It's not 10 years oh. I think I was Yeah. college when
1: it came out. That's actually good yeah. I, I was in high school. Yeah, I I I was at a place at that time. <laughs> um anyways, <laughs> the the um the commentary at one point, and they did a very cool thing with this commentary to where like Zack I would kind of step away from like the the movie would freeze and then he'd kind of actually be standing there with like a screen beside him explaining stuff he explained it as they did want to do the the monster but they felt like it would have and mind you we just pointed out how long each of these versions are it would have added about 20 to 30 minutes to the movie to show you know flash to the island to show them creating this creature doing this doing Mm -hmm. that With it, it would have added 20 minutes to the movie, which would have made the movie far too long and also would have had to then cut stuff like interactions with Rorschach and Night Owl, um, character interactions that he felt were more important. And it also, the movie has the whole subplot about the energy crisis that's going on too with oil and natural and, you know, that stuff. And that would have not been something that would have been as apparent. And that's another big change from the movie to the, from the comic to the movie is that there is an energy crisis. That's kind of going on. that's sort of spurring on world war three to happen too.
2: can, can um, I just call so, BS on Zack Snyder for like one minute?
1: There's sure. That's perfectly fine. There's only in recent there's years, there's only
2: two pages. Well, two moments where they reference the monster. One is a page and one is three pages tops. So adding 20 I, minutes seems aggressive. Maybe it added five or well, 10, but
1: well, I don't know. Or so that's the You've had like, to have done like more
2: than the comic did.
1: They probably would have had to, because in a movie you have to explain everything a lot more clearly than a few panels. Cause technically a few panels of a comic, you can get through an amount of, a very quick amount yeah. of time in there. But I felt like they, I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not defending Snyder with this. I'm just stating yeah, exactly. that this is of what course, I remember from the commentary. Yeah. And, I for the, for the length of the movie I mean adding that much more time it and I felt like Dr. Manhattan was a better villain in the end technically because it was like this oh man he could come back and destroy us instead of oh this thing randomly teleported here by accident it makes Let's more sense be right there yes yes so that's kind of my thing on it is over time I've learned to like the movie ending a little bit more for the movie the comic work the comic ending works for the comic but the movie ending works the movie if that makes any sense.
2: So, that's a fair assessment.
1: So that's so that's one of the big changes. Um I don't know if anyone else I I know that's like the biggest one, but I don't know if anyone else has anything they want to start blurting out. Uh that in the comic
3: they go like uh Night Owl and Silk Spectre, they be- they both turn blonde to go Incognito. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, w- that was just like a, oh, yeah, well, we're back. Where'd y'all go? Don't ask questions. We're blonde now. Time to. Because we had such a high profile beforehand, this is definitely to change yeah. our
1: lives now. There was a lot more of the um, emphasis on the police and the government being after them in the comic than the movie. Yeah. It was just sort of like they. Because. Th- because they, they they did a lot of... That com- was
0: the Keen act. They didn't well, really go over it in detail in the movie, but they did more well, in the book.
1: The other thing is they kind of took certain scenes and kind of mixed... T- instead of them having two different scenes, the one where they go and save the people from the, um, from the burning building, and then a night later going and shaving Rorschach, that's all one night. Where in the comic, it's two different nights, so the cops come and basically tell him... Hey, we know you're Night Owl, by the way. Don't keep doing it. We appreciate what you did, but don't go out again. Right. So that kind of emphasized more of why they had to change their identity.
2: Okay, how about how dreamy Night Owl 2 is in the movie? And how fat and lame he is in the comic book?
3: He, he, he has a pot belly in the comic book. but uh, And the guy that plays him in the movie, well, he's just...
2: He He looks like he's just not cut, but he's not like he doesn't not have a pot belly like like he's just he's just not shredded but he's still athletic looking he's still in shape looking he's still a much more charismatic character in the comic. He's so much more I I I don't have a good word for it just not attractive in multiple senses like like just on on a a human level on on a psychological level he's you don't like him because he doesn't like himself.
0: Mm-hmm. He's too Eeyore-y for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's a perfect <laughs> yes, analogy. That's yes. great. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, sorry.
1: That was that was honestly a perfect description, oh, sorry, <laughs> Ellie. Congratulations. Right, uh, thanks. Right, folks, uh,
0: that's it.
3: You
1: can
0: always get your Disney references from me. Thanks. <laughs>
1: I, I that that I don't know how to follow that up. Um, <laughs> what about
2: Doctor Manhattan's voice? Did anybody else not think he talked that way?
1: I
3: pictured he would be like a lot deeper, like a yes. I do see time as it is, as it will be. More more tries. mechanical, almost. I don't, yeah, I just, yeah, I could say that. I think he was too soft-spoken.
2: The the the, the pitch was too high for me. I I felt, I felt like he had a more like like what we when we hear God talk in other movies and TV shows. I felt like they would have gone that route.
1: I kind of didn't, it didn't bother me because it was kind of this weird, like, very soft spoken person that, like, only when he got upset did he really change his tone. Like, it was, I don't know. I, I did, you, you pointing it out made me go, huh. And I went, it kind of didn't bother me, per se.
0: Were you distracted by the blue dong everywhere? So no, much. I'll
1: get to that. Blue wing. Okay. Okay. F- Fine, we'll talk get about after it, it now. Let's do it. So, okay. Let's okay. get it out of Okay, the way. fine. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it now. I hinted at it. So talking about the Blue Hog, um, <laughs> I said I was going to try to get a different reference each time. <sighs> there is okay. So when you're watching the movie, there's like two points where you think they're going to show it, and they cut away, or there's something kind of covering right. them up. They
2: definitely ease so you're you like, into oh, it. The,
1: oh, So you're so you're sitting to watch the movie, and you're going, oh, they're they're not going to have have um. Have them have him hang, hang in trial the entire time. And then there is a point where you see it. And from then on, yeah. it is like everywhere in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. it it's is,
0: it's long gone wild.
1: Yeah, it, it is. And it's one of those things where, like, like I said, watching the movie, when I originally watched it, was like, oh, wait, are they not going to have them naked the whole time? And I'm like, oh, they're probably not. They're probably going to keep on strategically having them covered. Nope. So I, I'd like the false lead away that, oh, they're going to cover. Nope, they're not.
0: Well, I remember walking out of the theater and having people literally peed off that (laughs) there was so much dong in the movie. Like, they were mad. They couldn't even focus on anything I know who you're talking. I know you do. Okay,
1: okay. (laughs) <laughs> this this is a very behind-the-scenes thing, and I'm not going to discuss where this is coming from. <laughs> there is a particular person that Ellie is referencing. Oh my gosh,
0: There is yes. a particular
1: person. I'm not going to drop names.
0: I was dying. They're
1: never going to listen to this, but I know exactly who she's talking about. And yes, that person was like mad. morally offended yes. that the, and we're we both went did you not read the comic and they're like do well, you not
0: have one yourself like get <laughs> over it you're an adult like it's not a big deal a
2: whole lot Just, of blue wang around you know. there. It, it makes yes. perfect sense why would an almost omnipotent omnipresent <laughs> omniscient being be moderately concerned with clothing it was actually weird right. in the movie when he's wearing the trunks. Yeah, because they that, never that, addressed that it. G- in the book, they actually address it for a moment where like a PR person says, hey, you're going to have to cover up a little bit. But in the movie, he just shows up 60 feet tall in Vietnam blowing up people as helicopters fly in and you hear Flight of the Valkyries. And he's got this great scene. This, it's a great scene. It's a great reference to, to Apocalypse Now. But he's got this, these, these weird V briefs on. And you're like, why is he wearing that? <laughs> he's yes. never cared about his wiener being out yet. He right. won't after this. Why in this moment does he have them? Yeah, just it like an Yeah, just, just like, how <laughs> intimidating would that be? This giant <laughs> swinging member.
3: Just this cod just taking out all the idiots. <laughs> yes. I am America. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, this, this right, took a I turn. Can't. We got round one of the Johnson...
1: Of, sorry, this is uh, this sorry. took a turn. I think we just finished round one of the Johnson, the Blue Johnson discussion. <laughs> Are we going to have multiple ones? We'll find out.
0: Well, I mean, we can continue this discussion with... I think it was amazing the way that... I mean, they do it in the comic book, too, but um, how... That the people surrendered. They didn't. They surrendered to him personally. It, they, yeah, they, that
1: was really the, cool. The Vietnamese felt they didn't lose to America. They lost that's to him. him yes. right? To so basically that a god. Was interesting. Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, um, not to not to sidetrack. I mean, still kind of adjacent. I liked how the nudity was male for the most part.
1: Like yeah. It, it, yeah. Know, it, that's not the thing you see often. There was one right. there was
2: one instance of female nudity that I can recall, but you have. Doctor Manhattan, and you have Night Owl, the second one. With well, his you very good-looking butt. At least. butt. You, don't, you don't see his wiener, but you see his butt. And yeah, nobody wanted
0: to see it. Though.
2: I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Silk what, Spectre did. Uh, I, I don't know if she. I don't think she
3: wanted to see it. She just <laughs> yeah, kind of was say, okay with know. it around
1: her and. <laughs> hey, in hey, that area.
2: Hey, hey, he shot his shot, and it worked out for him.
1: I mean, look at what she's had to deal with for years up until this point. A giant blue guy just wandering around naked.
2: Yeah, but all with electric fingertips and he can duplicate himself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. That I sounds
2: kind of awesome.
0: Yeah. Night Owl is definitely a downgrade. Yeah. Just
3: just taking that line, just being like, oh, it's like sucking on a nine volt. Just, Ooh. oh, what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was very weird. <laughs> that's Okay,
3: that's fine. I mean, we all licked batteries as kids. I get that. But, but also... <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, can, you want to talk Woo! about the opening again? <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Let's 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 talk about the opening. The times they were a change in. So, I, I know in the comic that they that this basically kind of briefs over a lot of the, you know, little snippets from Hollis Mason's mm-hmm. um, book and everything, a lot of the stuff like that. It has like a nice little bring you up to speed. Mhm thing and the music's perfect like yeah. oh it's it just
0: good. it was
1: great it, yeah. it was great it, it, it seriously is one of those things where most people are like oh get, get through the credits right every time i watch oh. this movie i'm just sitting there like
2: yes it, it shows you the golden age and you feel it and then it shows you yeah. slowly deteriorate to where we are over time you see yeah. you see these iconic moments as somebody who read the book you get to see them but if you didn't read the book it totally gives you everything you need without right. anything extra and it's the perfect song it's the perfect song.
1: I'm surprised you didn't mention that, Ellie, for your top three. Because when we were watching it, you did mention that this has a amazing soundtrack.
0: It does. It has a really good sound. I love it.
3: I've never seen Mike get happier in my life whenever 99 Luftballoons started playing. And
2: I love Nina, <laughs> just so you know.
3: It was uh, it,
1: it's I've just sheer elated joy on his face as that happened. I didn't know if you wanted to say anything else about the opening scene because I've got another controversial statement to make. Oh no! Oh man! Fire away! That's what this movie Fire is. Fire away! We, we 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 got it. We got to lurch from one. How can we tick off each other to the next? <laughs> all right. So the next one is this. So a big compon—I mean, a big component of this movie is somehow all the in the comic. It is very, very, very clear that the only superpowered person is Dr. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. In this do you think everyone else has has superpowers or are more durable or what 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 is everyone's thoughts on that because it's obvious so that people are, are a little bit more durable in this. Have you ever heard of the anime One Punch Man?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I please okay, please tell Zinger to watch the Season 1, because I've watched it 50 times. I've watched
1: hit. some of it. No,
0: you won't watch the whole season, though, and you're crazy. It's
3: Trust me, there's uh, a, there's as much muscular amazing. man butt in that show as there is in Watchmen. So if, if, if that's something you want to go for, do what you got to do with that. But what I'm thinking is... Is because he became the strongest person in the world by doing 100 push-ups a day, 100 crunches a day, and running 10 <laughs> kilometers, or however much he had to run. So I'm thinking these people just got on the absolute best training regiment program of all time and, like, learned to stop dealing with pain. It just became a little bit more durable. So they're able to, you know, like, take a couple of punches and uh, baseball bats and everything else to the ribs and be thrown around as well as throw people around and everything's kind of okay. Unless you get defenestrated out of a building and then, well, you know, that's kind of SOL on that one to begin with.
2: They're definitely closer to like comic book Batman mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, it's the heightened level. That's not realistic. Shut up. It's fine. Yeah, it's Like, like- when, when a Silk Spectre kicks the top knot upside down four feet into a dumpster, that, you can't do that. That's not how that works. Or whenever
3: Night Owl, just in that same fight scene, just like punches a dude's arm in half.
2: <laughs> yes. I mean, you can do that, but not to that extent. That's right. very like, difficult to do. Like,
3: like we're talking, he punches the guy's arm when it's, it's very out. And reality. the bone flies out at one end. And it's just, just nonsense.
2: No, they're, they're definitely Ellie? more powered.
0: What?
1: Do you, do you think they're more powered?
0: then the comic book definitely
1: all right yes all right
0: i mean it's not surprised they did it for the movie but i yes it's it's weird because that was the whole point of this story is these are normal everyday people except for dr manhattan so yeah i mean i mean for the Weirdness of me, it's fun to watch those ridiculous yeah. scenes, so I enjoyed it, but yeah, it definitely was not realistic, of course not.
1: All right, my theory is that this is, of course, directed by Zack Snyder, so in the Zack Snyder world, this is how everyone acts. Like in his <laughs> world of movies, you are this intense at all times. If I may give an example, like in his movie. The Legend of the Guardian, the Owls of Gahun, he did direct that. I have no other reference except for to point out that he directed that. But in 300, everyone's <laughs> the same thing. It's this over-the-topness of... You're, okay, here's here, here's my thing. Would have been just as good if they were more realistic with stuff? Yes, but you're watching comic book movies, so I feel like you're kind of expecting that
2: mm-hmm. to right. an
1: extent. So, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, how I kind of see LA, I, it
2: is you have to look at the other movies out. I mean, you know, take any action film. None of them are remotely believable in the physical capabilities of our protagonist. So to have a realistic person, like to even have them at Bruce Lee levels aren't, isn't realistic compared to the movies around them. Mm -hmm. You know, Like, like the, the bar has been set too high for them to be normal. Quote unquote.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Um another thing. Okay, so so we all kind of got got that out to where apparently it's a movie on based on a comic book so
2: mm-hmm. with Tachyon's.
1: Yes, Tachyon's which I forgot how much that gets mentioned. I still
2: don't know what that is. We we asked our uh one one of our uh, producers uh Daniel who he was like it's technically a real thing but I don't think they're using the word right. It
1: it, it is supposedly Theoretically a real thing but a real it thing. would take somebody it would take somebody above my knowledge, definitely way above my knowledge level. Maybe cogs from uh, Mad Scientist might be able to vaguely explain it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a real thing. Yeah, you just need to know um, that... Ellie, you had something. Oh, sorry, go, go ahead, go ahead.
3: Oh, I was going to say, the, you just need to know that tachyons are the exact opposite of tachyoffs.
2: God... Damn it. Oh. Sorry, guys. Oh.
1: Well, I'm is. done for the day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that's fair.
2: I say that all the time on our show. Uh,
0: um, I kind of wanted to talk about um, the whole issue about did Dr. Manhattan cause cancer to all those people? Do you think that's actually what happened or was it just a weird coincidence that they all no, it's three? it's
1: it's shown that that that's Vite doing that fight yes. 100 did that
0: is that okay yeah it's yeah, it's 100 cool. shown
1: yeah. that hold on he like puts wait, it's a cancer so like,
2: now, now that ellie mentions it the book says vite did it if i remember correctly vite never says in the movie that he did it
3: no no he he did he he, shed, he, he had the little thing of cancer fog that went out as soon as they were yeah. walking through the hallway oh, like the weird yeah. fog came the fog that yes, everyone yeah. can yeah. see but okay. no one noticed.
2: I will say that that the same producer, Daniel, said that cancer fog is way more realistic than cancer irradiation. That it's much easier to fog someone with cancer. So in case you're wondering, guys, listeners at home, if you're trying to give somebody cancer, fog them.
3: Yeah, just just put a sprinkle a little asbestos around them, they're fine.
2: Don't do that. Please that, don't do that. Please that do of your not
0: local do Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Go to do, break into option.
2: your local chemical lab. <laughs> 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 become a become a real life supervillain Exactly. It'll be fun.
0: This podcast is being watched
2: now. <laughs> Great. Watch our um, show instead. Um,
0: you, said, you can't watch a podcast. <laughs> <Sniffy> <laughs> I say that all the time. Ass. It's really bad. Uh
1: I actually watch watch the podcast in waveform. So oh. when I'm listening, I I see it in waveform, so I technically watch it. Um <laughs> push up push up glasses on face. <laughs> no, um so the the other thing in this movie and I uh, you you do bring that up and Silk Spectre actually mentions it too. The whole um she's like I've been around John for years and I'm f-, and they didn't find anything with me. So she kind of mentions right. that, yeah, but it's the yeah. whole they know he's detached, so it's, let's attack his detachedness even more mm-hmm. to completely eliminate anything he would care about.
2: I do like how in the interview portion, in the comic book, they mm-hmm. state he takes all of the reporters and teleports them to the parking lot. And in the movie, they're just gone and you don't know where they went.
1: <laughs> yeah, they never reference yeah, it again, They might have all think, died, unless like know. in real unless it's in like the background somewhere like like something to where you just hear somebody mm-hmm. kind of vaguely mention it i don't think they ever really reference it no. again um he just vaped them all <laughs> you you had to use that term on your show and now you bring it over onto ours Yep, always do look <laughs> um buy this into your home. i i did i made that mistake myself <laughs> i i brought this on my i brought this pain and suffering on myself Uh, as you said, the music's greatness, um, the, the, the cast, I know we don't normally talk about this for our podcast, even though we do discuss movies a lot, the casting, Mm -hmm. I liked all the casting for this. I thought they, like, everyone did a good job. Um, I think the only complaint we've said so far is that Manhattan was a little soft spoken, but I personally liked, I... I don't know. I kind of like that he was like speak softly, carry big stick sort of analogy for him. All right. I liked. What did everyone else think of the casting?
2: Everyone but Night Owl. For me, Night Owl was the '90s movie where you put the girl's hair in a ponytail and put glasses on her, and all of a sudden she's the nerdy chick. Yeah. You could. You could have gotten a much more aged, you know, past his prime person. Right. to portray that character and instead it was like let's take this relatively well known and moderately attractive actor and put glasses on him and some grease in his hair
1: and make him gain 20 pounds for the role
2: yeah, but like I said he carried it too well yeah there was it, no pot belly he just looked kind
1: of he, thick he the problem is when he's in his suit it completely negated any of him looking out
0: of shape the, the,
2: the suit, suit looks yeah. great he, yeah. looks, he looks very svelte in the suit yeah,
1: I uh, um, I was
3: gonna say I loved uh, Jackie Earl Haley in this. He is just, just all oh, the best. Just he doesn't do much involving characters that are sane or all put together or <laughs> not horrible. So this is a great role for him to do with that movie and with his his overall look and what he does.
1: I I I really enjoy how. He portrayed the role without even like you didn't see his face for ninety five percent of the movie. Mm-hmm. You'd never see his face, but yet you can tell like just so, he he just acts so well even behind the mask. It, it, I I I love it. I mean that's that also goes towards the effects department with the facial with mm-hmm. the Rorschach mask movement. But yes, I do agree that he. I, I don't think you could cast that any better at no, any point in time. Oh, no. He was yeah. perfect. Like, if there perfect. is a perfect casting that exists, it's that. Yeah. Hands down, Absolutely. in my opinion.
0: I personally appreciated the casting of a lot of uh, Eureka members. You're
1: on this Eureka <laughs> kick right now. I knew this was going to come up, and I wanted to try to avoid it. I and I, love I walked Eureka. into it.
0: Adult not start. Isn't
1: that a, that, explained that, that, that was a people. sci-fi show, right?
0: Yes, I love that show. Well, you had Taggart. Mm-hmm. That had the elf as, ears. As Moloch. Yes. Um, and then, I can't remember his name right now, but the chef from Eureka has a brief.
1: He's the kid with the happy face thing that is the mail delivery person.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I was I was, I was, was like, oh my gosh, there's so-and-so, there's so-and-so. And you're like, oh, be quiet, woman. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I didn't
1: say that out loud. I, I did think it a lot, though. I heard it. <laughs>
0: You didn't say it out loud, but I heard
1: it. <laughs> but no, I, I I think the casting, uh, the comedian, I thought was really well done. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yes, he was a good casting for that. I think.
1: I, I think he did a good
0: yeah. job. I with only
2: that. had um, two scenes where I didn't like the comedian. Okay. Um, there's the moment right before he dies, and um, he, he says something about, oh, "Oh, it's all a joke. It's all." Why would you stop in the middle of being killed to be to say that? It's it's such an unrealistic moment where it's really hard for anybody to act that well. Good, good point. You you can fight me on it. I don't care. But um, and also the the line when he's he's delivering the line to John. Oh well, you could turn the bullets to steam. It was, it wasn't detached enough. If that makes any sense, because the he's so emotionally broken at that point. It was almost like he was just, he was trying to be detached, but it ended up feeling like he was trying to be detached to me. But the, everything else was incredible. The scene where he's in Moloch's apartment crying, perfect. Perfect.
1: The scene where I, I the, the riot scene, um, the, the, of course, the flamethrowers, the other flamethrower scene, since there is multiple ones in this, where, where, where he's in Vietnam and everything. Um, he he sells the the kind of the broken for the most part as as i said the i, I kind of do agree with you now i'm thinking back on it the the part where he's arguing with john is a little detached um from that but the but the rest of it i think he does sell the character really well yeah through once absolutely. again being mm-hmm. a only only shown once again through flashbacks for the most part yeah i'm kind of um, sad they didn't give him the uh the gimp mask in
3: the riot scene though because that would have just <laughs> that that, 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 th- that would have made it even more
1: terrorizing of a character i kind of like the domino mask form i i think it worked better it's just i don't know it's it, it's this movie was very panel comic book accurate for a lot of stuff but there's certain things i'm like i think on a movie it would have worked better for the just the domino mask but that's just my personal opinion mm-hmm on that one.
2: I think you need to see his facial movement. Wrong. Yeah. Plus the gimp mask is really weird.
1: Also, I feel like he didn't want to cover up the scar on his face like once he got it mm-hmm. too.
2: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That
1: that that, that, that was something else where I could feel I feel like he was kind of it was almost a badge of honor for him to have that.
2: Well, and too, from a in, creator standpoint with a movie that jumps in time so frequently, having that yeah. marker of Oh, this is after Vietnam. Makes sense.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, speaking of jumping in time, going back to, as I explained in the comic book portion, the Manhattan scene, I thought that was amazingly done.
2: Oh, yeah. In the movie, yeah when, when,
1: to, where it, to where they were, they, they did a good job of showing how he perceives time mm-hmm. sort of thing. And it really was a very cool scene to have that jumping back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it, they, it's something that what I felt would have been really hard to follow, but they did a good job with it in the movie to where I felt like no matter what your knowledge is, you were able to follow this scene very easily.
2: Watching him try to reconstruct his body was very well portrayed. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, it's such a uh, small moment in the comic, but they do such a good job of putting that on the screen.
1: I... I dug it, yeah. Ellie, did you have something?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of already mentioned before. B. Oh yeah. no, no,
1: I, I, th- I thought you had something else. Sorry. No. Oh, no, I'm good. Okay. Sorry, she 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 looked up for a second. I thought that she. I'm was, not
0: allowed to look at him. Apparently,
1: I, I'm not <laughs> saying that. Why are you? Okay, now you're painting me as a bad guy in this. You started. someone has to be the
2: villain. Osimandius did it. You can too. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yes. <Yeah>, so, <laughs> Osimandius's plan. Osimandius in this. Um. Did feel distant to me too in this. He he felt like somebody that we didn't get that much time with, and he's he's the villain for villain's sake. Almost, yeah. I mean it in this. We well we only really see him in his element,
3: and like well in the in the introduction part when it's him like you know hanging out with David Bowie and the village people, um, uh, <laughs> and then it's a oh hey someone's killing off masked people. All right, that's fine. Well, there's an attack. Whoop. Well, Thank you, everybody, for coming here. How much um, uh, more
2: brutal was the attempt on his life in the movie than in the book? Good God.
0: Oh, that was ridiculous. So that many woman people died.
2: It was just <laughs> a bullet sponge. I know. <laughs> like, I,
1: I don't understand how she got shot twice. It was. Like that. It,
2: the, the accuracy of this, you know, hired goon shooting from a handgun. Between the eyes of this this professional, and then over, and it, it, it was ridiculous. There was So much violence in this one scene for almost no reason. The attempt on his life is more is it, than enough.
1: It's a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, that's
2: true. It has to be intense. That's that, true.
3: Um, and I think he just wanted, he wanted to kill off a couple of um, uh, oil men at that point too, being like, haha ha, I love the environment, boom, boom, boom.
1: So, speaking of that, that that is a big difference from the book to the movie, and I think I might have brought it up earlier mm-hmm. slightly, is that in the comic book, they already have free energy.
3: Right. Yeah, and yeah.
1: I understand that they wanted to make a social commentary on, you know, fossil fuels or reliance on and stuff like that for the movie, but I felt it kind of vaguely took away something from the... From the original story of Dr. Manhattan kind of solved a few of the world's problems just by just existing. Right. Just like creating like lithium he, ions. Yeah. He was just like, oh, by the way, I'm going to basically make electric cars and make free energy.
2: He's just a Have threat fun with it, people. in this.
1: Yeah, he he is. He, he doesn't... You don't see what he does for the world in this, aside from just being a nuclear deterrent, where in the comic he's portrayed more as something to where he's benefited the world for existing Mm -hmm. aside from just being just a huge, I'm going to blow up Russia. If you try
2: to mess with the U S yeah, they play him a lot. Like like I said, with the ending, you know, they, they change the ending implications as well. They take away a lot of his uh, dynamism in the movie. Yes.
1: I I agree with that. Um, also just something else I want to point out Nixon. (laughs) Um, Nixon in this, it's funny because, no offense if anyone's a big fan of Nixon, but he seems like a comic book character oh, to come to life. Absolutely. So seeing him in this, I'm like, perfect.
2: I have a great Nixon joke that I can't do because he can't see me. That's fair.
1: Oh, what, are, are, are you waving your fingers around in the air right uh, now? Said, Wait, is it, knows, it on a Futurama? It's
2: on notice. Who has four fingers and got impeached? The sky. You do the, the peace symbol in each hand. Yeah, Um, sorry. Uh, No, great radio, Greg. Thanks (laughs) for not.
1: This is excellent podcast content right here. Uh, No, I, and it's funny because they they got the voice down really well. Because I'm like, there's only like there's only one other perfect Nixon voice, and it is Futurama. Mm -hmm. Oh
2: yeah, it's incredible. Like it is,
1: it is, it is, it is. you, you you have to do Nixon completely comical. Like that,
2: he has to be over the top. i to
1: break into your house at night and wreck
2: up
3: the place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wanted I wanted a better Kissinger, though. I will say this: like I wanted more of like a Dr. Henry Killinger slash that one episode where Kissinger was on Futurama just, uh, you yeah, and your breath smells like a summer ham, like.
1: <laughs> it's I am if. I, I we need to do a Futurama episode at one yes. point. Um, no, I, I love Futurama, but but yes, the, the 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 Richard Nixon from from this is on is just a slight hint below like, Futurama Nixon, and and real life Nixon is like a hair below that of just being comically just comics. Because I, I I wasn't alive when Nixon was around, but I'm I from everything I've seen of him, he just seems like he was just a comic book character come to a cartoon or a comic book character come to life.
2: Oh absolutely. And just
1: his look and, and how he how he talked and everything. But but the um one, one of my favorite lines from Futurama since we are talking about that is the part where he's got Bender's body and he's mm. like, I know I'd i, I no sooner give, give give up this body than, than I would my, my little cocker spaniel dog checkers <laughs> And then the dog barks and goes, Shut up, damn you <laughs> So that, that that there. My my Futurama rant is All done right, now.
2: One thing this movie, uh, so one thing re-watching this reminded me is how outdated the Snyder motif and aesthetic feels now. It Oh my god, you are correct
1: with that. Mm-hmm. It was this weird time. 300 was out. The Legend of um, the Guardians, Alza Gahoon was out. And also this, like Snyder was in his
2: prime. It looks great then. And then you try to watch BVS and you're like, why? Why is it so dark?
1: It, it was weird. Okay, did, did you get that too, Ellie, that, that I felt like I had to turn up the like contrast on our TV every mm-hmm. now and then? It, it was a very dark movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not Both in concept and in I can't see what's going on. It, Even with a giant blue guy wandering around. It's almost
2: around. heavy-handed. It's like, we get it. The movie has dark themes. You don't need the lighting to be dark as well.
1: It's so, like, yeah, you're just beating us over the head with it right now. I don't know if anyone else had any other topics they wanted to bring up. I got one last thing before we wrap things up, though, for this. Do it. Yeah. All right. So, in um, more recent news, they, HBO is going forward with a Watchmen series. Oh, right. It, yeah, um, yeah. They are going forward with it. It's supposed to kind of be, if I'm remembering correctly, it's supposed to be more of stories like the the before Watchmen stuff are kind of more like they're not supposed to really mess with anything from the movie per se. Okay.
0: It's from the world, but it's not like a prequel or a sequel. I was looking up earlier before Watchmen
1: or whatever. I think it's supposed to be kind of based around that too. Like they might be taking some stuff from that. But my question is, do you feel since remakes are a thing, the Watchmen should be remade? Or do you think that this is the definitive version of it that we will get? Uh, I, I think I, I
3: think this movie. That's it. That's that's all they need to do with it. Uh, and not only would it be a remake of the movie, it would be a remake of an interpretation from a graphic novel of the movie. Yes. So no, I think I think casting was perfect with this. Uh, the movie played the way that it needed to be to be a movie, especially with the you know mid to late two thousands with all of the comic book movies that were you know popping up with, you know, everything from The Spirit to Sin City to all of that just kind of happening, kind of doing what it did with that. But I think this is the movie is the definitive final version of what it needs to be. And I know we were talking about the difference between the comic book and the movie uh, as far as how now Mm -hmm. we have the Doomsday Clock uh, comic book happening out as well. Uh, I think they wrote themselves into a corner to where I don't think they can make a Doomsday Clock movie. As far as what I've seen with the material, just for the implications of what happened with
1: Manhattan and everything
2: else afterwards.
1: It would have to be its own. It couldn't be something that followed this up. It would have to be its own continuity. Mm -hmm.
2: You could do a remake, but it would need to be like 20 years from now.
1: Well, the other thing, I forgot to mention this earlier. This movie was, I mean, this, this comic was deemed unfilmable. Like, they tried several times to get it made before it got made. wasn't well, like the most I, I, the movie got right, that it was
2: actually incredibly
1: faithful. Except in the yeah, end. no, I, I, I agree with you too, and that's that's the other thing I wanted to bring up on the end, is, you know, is this something you would recommend? But I wanted to bring up the whole thing first of, in, in, in the world of remakes and reboots and everything, do you think that this needs it
2: or not? So, society I, needs to change, and we need to have something new to talk about. Remaking this movie now, this... It doesn't make any sense as society evolves in 20 years. Let's say I'm sure there's a new social problem that a story like this could address then, but remaking it now less than a decade doesn't quite make sense.
1: I think that I think this is a great interpretation of it. I think that I think they did a great job with it. And I think it's a movie that probably should just be that this is the definitive version of it technically in film form. Uh, Ellie, what do you think?
0: Well, are you talking about remaking the movie, or are you talking about this new series that's coming I, out? I was,
1: I was referencing the new series uh, as okay. a jumping-off point to say, do you think the movie should be remade?
0: Um, no. I, I mean, I don't think it's necessary. I, obviously, it's a popular thing nowadays mm-hmm. to reboot or remake movies, and some that aren't that old. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm okay with the TV series as long as it's not remaking the movie in TV show form. Yeah. If, if
1: it's set within the world, but not touching the.
0: Exactly. I'm, I'm okay with that. That's perfectly fine. The movie stuff. I, I think it would be hard, um, you know, but I, I think that if it's done right, then it might, you know, might be pretty cool. Obviously HBO was the best choice. To do it, if you want to yep. keep it to its its grittiness, but um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't think that a remake would be a good idea right now, at least definitely not.
1: So I guess final thoughts from everyone. Um, well, I'm gonna steal from your guys' show. Is this something worth watching? Is this movie worth having? Worth just watching or just ignore it? There, that's that's the zingness rating system for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, I'll I'll go first.
3: You should watch it. It's an entertaining movie. Right. It's a, a fun movie to watch. There's a good amount of action. There's a good a lot of uh, makes you think about stuff. And the twist at the end is always a great fun thing to have in any medium that you're watching. As far as you know, the build up, build up, build up, and then I did this 35 minutes ago. What?
1: Yeah. Perfectly. And you see him doing it too, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, when they're wa- yeah. when it when it's playing the watchtower and they're zooming out, you see this blue flash
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the building. So that's him technically doing it. Hitting
2: start, basically. Hmm. Yep. Um For me, I'm gonna do something that Davis hates when I do on our show.
1: Oh, you're gonna asterisk,
3: aren't you?
2: Yep. Oh uh We we <laughs> asterisks no asterisk on my show some of our ratings. <laughs> so there it's hard to give a definitive answer because I enjoy this film. Um, I'll probably, I have not yet, but I'll probably put the ultimate collection in my uh, DVD collection, but I could see being a modern comic fan, how this would be harder to watch with fresh eyes that, you know, in w- somebody who's been raised on the Marvel verse watching this, it feels dated almost it feels like watching a DC film, and it's clearly not the same thing. And if you're really enjoying the Marvel aesthetic, I could see why you wouldn't be into this aesthetic. But at the time when this came out, it was so incredible and revolutionary, and it was just it was a different kind of product that we hadn't seen yet. So I think it's important to definitely consume that.
1: Um, all right. Ellie, do you have any... What, what's I, I what's, mean, what's I your think, rating? I
0: think my rating is obvious.
1: Don't ever watch it. Got it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I think it's great. Um, I think some people would be hard. It would be hard for them to watch it just yeah. because it's pr- the you know some of the scenes are pretty graphic, pretty graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, I I don't I don't know how to. For me personally, yes. Definitely, I say see it, but I can see why some people would have a hard time watching it just because it is pretty brutal.
1: Um, I just realized I forgot one other controversy I wanted to ask, but you know what, I'll ask it after this, because why not? Uh, For me, this is... I, I, I agree that this is a product of its time to an extent, too. That movies are made differently. The cinematic universe for Marvel barely existed when this came out, and it is something very it's 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 a unique time capsule of how comic book movies were made during this time
2: Spider-Man movies.
1: yeah it it's it, it's it's a weird thing to look back on but i um i definitely recommend this movie it i mean we we own two different versions of it hmm. technically cuz we own the ultimate and the director's cut somewhere so i i definitely i definitely like this movie for what it did for comic book movies and I, I I, definitely don't think that this ever should be remade. I think that it's it, it stands. I mean, unless it's just a drastically long time from now, personally. Um, the final controversy, and I forgot to mention this earlier. Rorschach. Rorschach's whole what broke him.
2: Oh, Do yeah. Do you prefer
1: the comic? Do you prefer the movie? Comic.
2: Comic. And comic.
1: Comic. comic. Ellie? Comic. Comic. Yeah. I I think the comic is, I, I, I think that shows him it, it, even though him breaking and finally just killing the person because the person's basically sitting there going, no 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 I want to be put in jail because you know that way I can get out and be mm-hmm. like I'm I'm, yeah and and that he's just like oh I'm gonna kill him now so that can't happen him but, but the comic it's just it's so much more brutal when he's like you're not gonna be able to saw through that those handcuffs in time.
2: It, it definitely, it it's a different psyche for Rorschach. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe my unpopular opinion, I completely agree that Rorschach would have waited outside the building, and if he came out, he would have killed him. But...
1: Oh, no, yes, yes, I agree with you 100%. But the, uh, the psychological
2: torture, as well as the physical torture, is an important detail.
1: Right. It is. Um. And then the final thing, since we all watched the Ultimate Cut black freighter being integrated into this yay or nay i'm gonna go nay like it's uh it's again just like the tales of the black
3: freighter in the comic book itself it's a really fun parallel but the story doesn't really add too much like to the overall story itself i mean i'm really glad that it got bernie and bernie together in that thing and you know they got to have their iconic them kind of a. uh, uh Embracing each other as the bomb went off, and that's one like that whole page is one of my favorite pages of the book because it shows that the the mm-hmm. the, 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 the the humanity aside, it's the end of the world. You're you're going to want to have someone there, and I felt I helped bring that in there, but I didn't think the comic itself was necessary to have throughout the entire thing.
2: I'm with you on that. It added a lot of time and not a lot of substance. It was. Fun and it was a cool representation of it visually, you know, in the movie. But I don't know if I needed it.
0: Um, I mean, I kind of disagree.
2: Whoa! Uh, no, Shots it's, fired. It's no,
0: it's it's no it's no, it's no whoa <laughs> needed. <laughs> 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 um, I I think that's too simple of a question for this. It's it's kind of like when people watch director's cuts. Uh, I mean, director commentary where they. You know, watch the movie and then you have the people talking in the background. It's, it's for a fan to be able to kind of see some of this stuff from a different perspective. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, every time I watch this, it's not going to be my version to watch. But I think I, I appreciate them taking the time to do it because it is a neat experience and I do enjoy it. Um, and and I think it's it's really cool to just kind of see the meta ness of the comic inside the comic, and it's a little different when you see it on the TV versus reading it. You don't yeah. quite get it as much in the in the comic ver- you know, on the paper. Um, so I think it's great, and I, I like I said, I do appreciate that they made it, and it's neat to watch every now and then, but definitely not a every time you watch it. Of course, <laughs> I
1: agree one hundred and ten percent with you, Ellie, on that one. Um, i would probably if if it was like hey i want to watch Watchmen. i probably will go to the director's cut of it um before i would go to the ultimate cut the ultimate cut is great to see but it's not the i need to watch this version of it because it it adds a whole lot but the black freighter stuff is cool to for for the like true oh i I want everything in this right Right. but it's not like the reviewing experience i need every time
2: right yeah that's a really fair yeah i
1: I I I think it's it's cool to have an option where you can do it but mm-hmm. at the same time I would probably prefer to cuz I I I know the story so I don't need it in there every time. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know if anyone's got anything else. I I, th- I think I tapped out my um my complete airheadedness of not remembering that while we were in the discussion. <laughs> I mean,
2: I at this point I think we covered a whole lot, so no. <laughs>
1: but between the two episodes we covered everything i think we could for the most part on this um so with that um where can people find more from you guys and of course if you're at this point and still haven't listened to the first part of the episode go listen to it yeah Yeah, go absolutely
2: what are you doing with
1: your life there's something wrong with you if you
3: haven't
2: uh you can find uh all of (laughs) our you know content on jacksoftradespodcast.com um, on there, you could find all our episodes, you can find uh, a couple of disparate blog posts cause we're really bad about making them, but we try occasionally. Um, you can also have, uh, links to all of the platforms we're on, which is, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play and Stitcher. You can find us all there or listen to the episodes, uh, on our show. Uh, as far as social media, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, at Jack's Trades Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com slash Jack's Trades Pod. If you've got some sort of general podcast catcher, we're probably on it.
1: It was a pleasure to have you guys on. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, the Watchmen has been something we've wanted to cover for a long time. And you guys allowed us to do that in the best way possible to have, of course, the comic discussion on your end and then the movie discussion on ours. So thank you so much for allowing us to be able to, to partner up with you guys and... Do two two shows, but make one phenomenal experience for our listeners.
0: It's the ultimate cut.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> oh,
2: that's perfect.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, us as well. We've been always rumoring and hinting that we were going to do this, but never quite, you know, wanted to take the plunge or figure out how to do it. And this was the perfect opportunity. So thank you guys for doing this as well.
3: So, yeah, we, we deemed the story unpodcastable,
1: uh, but we proved that wrong this evening. <laughs> We did. We did. Excellent. All right, um, Ellie, what are some of the best places to find us on the internet?
0: Well, pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts.
1: Yes, we are, of course, on Podbean, Apple Podcast. Yeah, basically any podcatcher. Yeah. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, Ellie, what do you do?
0: Well, please, please, please give us a five-star review.
1: We greatly appreciate it. If you want to join the conversation, go on Facebook and search...
0: Zing this.
1: If you want to tweet at us, it is... Zing this. And if you want to check out our Instagram, it is
0: at Podcast.
1: If you want to contribute to the podcast, just go to patreon.com slash
0: Zing This.
1: If you want to email us directly, you can always do that at
0: This at Gmail.com.
1: If you want to get some stuff with our logos on it, you can go to
0: Tpublic.com slash This.
1: Our sound guy is aaron Ron. <laughs> <laughs> our logo is done by Chris Zinger. And finally.
0: DJ Golden Boy.
1: 89. Play us out. And thank you guys once again for being on this watchable watchman episode of Sing This.